At that time, Jesus began to say, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for you've hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and you have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father in heaven, for no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. So in addition to what I've already told you about Anne and Janus Janelson's, I have had several conversations with and about some very weary people lately. I prayed with Mike McCoy and his wife Jan in the nursing home just a week or so ago, thinking that it would perhaps be the last time that I got to do that. I've seen Tom and Bev Bancroft and their daughters off and on over the course of the last few weeks, wondering the same about Bev each time I say goodbye. I stopped by to see Dick Bowen on Friday because he had had some weary days in the hospital last week. He was, though, back home at Springhurst in time for his 91st birthday on Wednesday and had plans to go to the New Pal football game that Friday night. So weary doesn't last as long for some people as it does for others, I suppose. And there have been several other conversations with several other people that I'm not at liberty to share here. But suffice it to say, as many of you know, weary is for real. Heavy burdens are being carried. God's people are yoked, weighed down, and heavy-hearted. And today's worship is meant to be not just a light-hearted break from all of that weariness, but a reminder of the ways God shows up to shoulder our burdens too. What is funny and what would be terrifying for the animals among us if they spoke better English. It's how very literally God has used animals to bear the burdens of God's people over time. We won't get into all the animal sacrifices we could discuss because, again, we don't want to scare the cats and dogs. But in our Bethel class just this past Thursday, we remembered how God commanded the Israelites in the book of Leviticus to lay hands on a goat. There's a goat here somewhere. Symbolically loading up the four-legged beast with the sins and the brokenness and the burdens of the entire community and then sending that poor guy off into the wilderness along with all of those sins, all of that brokenness, all of those burdens as a sign that God's people need not carry any of that themselves 
any longer than necessary. It was a deliberate, powerful, visual, hands-on, tactile expression of unburdening for God's children, meant to free them up to live differently, to live generously, to live graciously, and thereby more able to bless the world around them in a way they couldn't until their own burdens had been lifted, released, and relieved. I hope none of us are sending our pets off into the wilderness anytime soon. The one dog of mine that didn't make it is close, though, because she will not let us sleep through the night any longer. She just barks and yips and wants to go out at all hours of the day. But she's safe at home, not off in the wilderness. The truth is, though, the pets we celebrate and that we will bless today shoulder and carry and relieve our burdens in some pretty practical and holy ways, just like Foxy in the box, right? The Center for Disease Control says there are lots of health benefits that come with owning a pet. Depending on the animal and whether we're doing it right, they can increase opportunities for exercise. They get us outside. They teach us to socialize. I see people at this service every year talking to other people about their pets they would never interact with on a normal Sunday in the sanctuary. It's the most amazing thing. All that can decrease blood pressure, cholesterol levels, triglycerides, and of course, pets can help manage loneliness and depression by giving us companionship. They are indeed, for children and for many adults, pets the only ones who are friends, the only safe place for them, the only confidant and their only regular source of love and comfort and joy. Now, I suspect many of you if you're online or engaged in social media at all, have seen or heard this poem called God Made a Dog. It's made its way around social media sites in the last few years. It's so very much on the nose that I've resisted using it for a pet blessing sermon, but you're getting it today. You can Google it later. There's a million little videos. People have put together montages that go along with this little poem to make you laugh or cry or all of the above. Anyway, it's usually read by someone who sounds a lot like Paul Harvey, if you know who that is. It goes like this. And on the ninth day, God looked down on his wide-eyed children and said, they need a companion. So God made a dog. God said, I need somebody willing to wake up, give kisses, pee on a tree, Sleep all day, wake up again, give more kisses. They'd stay up till midnight basking in the glare of a television set. So God made a dog. God said, I need somebody willing to sit, then stay, then roll over, then with no ego or complaint, dress in hats they don't need and costumes they don't understand. I need somebody who can break wind without a care without a second thought, who can chase tails, sniff crotches, fetch sticks, and lift spirits with a lick. Somebody who no matter what you didn't do, or couldn't take, or didn't win, or couldn't make, will love you, without judgment, just the same, so God made a dog. God said, I need somebody strong enough to pull sleds and find bombs but gentle enough to love babies and lead the blind. 
Somebody who will spend all day on a couch with a resting head and supporting eyes to lift the spirits of a broken heart. So God made a dog. It had to be somebody who remained patient and loyal even through loneliness. Somebody to care, cuddle, snuggle, and nuzzle, and cheer, and charm, and snore, and slobber, and eat the trash, and chase the squirrels. Somebody who would bring a family together with the selflessness of an open heart. Somebody who would bark, and then pant, and then reply with the rapid wag of a tail when their best friend says, let's go for a ride in the car. So God made a dog. So thank God for the dogs and for the cats and for the birds and for the goats and for the snakes, too. They are a gift and they are a blessing and they are the bearers of many a burden. But let's learn from them and let's learn from Jesus, too, and let's not leave it up to them or only to Jesus because people are weary, people and carrying heavy burdens. And they could use a shoulder, or a friend, or some forgiveness, and a load off. And it is our call, and it is our blessing to rest in the arms of that kind of love when we need it for ourselves, and to welcome others to the same, to introduce them to the God of mercy and hope that we know in Jesus and then to share the gentle, humble, light, and easy burden of God's grace in his name. Amen.